on your Wednesday evening. Indeed, your phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Bring them on. you got an hour to talk to you. Your employment questions, severance questions, anything under that particular topic we'll cover here over the next hour on the show. We'll get to uh, lots of stuff this evening, some of your emails as well. And if you haven't checked it out ahead of time, severancepaycalculator.com. We always start, brother, with the week that was. How is it? Thanks, John. A really great uh, week, actually busy week, uh, and, and happy to be uh, talking here about employment law and workplace rights and advising our, our listeners. Always uh, happy when I, I come here and, and get the calls because I, I get to feel that I've helped some people, have answered some questions. So give us a shout. We're here till 8 o'clock tonight, and we're not here because we don't have anything better to do. We're here because we do want to help. We do want to give information, and we want to let you know about your rights at, at work, your rights at your job. So to start us off, let me talk about uh, two matters in the week that was, just some uh, uh, some uh, cases and calls that came across my, uh, my desk, things that I think our listeners are going to find some uh, lessons to learn from them. Uh, first matter involved uh, a gentleman that called me, and it was very, very clear that his employer did not want him there anymore, that his employer wanted him to leave to resign and retire. How do we know that? Well, we know that, John, because for a period of a few months, the employer was repeatedly talking to him about retirement, telling him, well, have you considered retiring? Have you decided why you know why it would be such a good idea to spend more time with your family? Right. He even went to the point of leaving articles on his desk uh, where that talked about uh, why it makes sense to retire and and financially uh, what, what incentives government uh, or programs governments have for people that retire. So and this gentleman was 65 years old, but he didn't want to retire, and he told his employer that. But it didn't stop the employer. Literally, every other week he'd find something on his desk where he'd get an email or a comment. And, and, and he got very upset about that, and he didn't have any interest in leaving. So he called me. Uh, I actually started with an email, but then we spoke on the phone. And he wanted to know, well, what, what does this mean? Do I have to take this? Is it appropriate? Is, is this just something that I have to, to accept? And what I told him is this. I said to him, absolutely not. You do not have to accept this. It's not appropriate for the employer to, to keep pushing you and, and trying to convince you to retire and, and nudge you that way. Uh, not only is it not appropriate, it could potentially be a human rights issue. If this employer clearly doesn't want you there now because of your age, that's discrimination based mm -hmm. on age. That's illegal. It's a human rights violation. But also subjecting you to, to this treatment really is a form of harassment. You're being harassed. You're being uh, mistreated by, by keep by being pushed into retirement, by being essentially told you're too old, you should be leaving, that's not appropriate. So I told him this, you have the option to treat this as a constructive dismissal, leave and get severance. You don't have to take this anymore. So after thinking about it for a day, talking uh, about it with his wife, he decided he wanted to do that. So I'm going to be helping him now to, to get his severance. And there's an important lesson there for employers and employees. You can't be pushed into retirement. You can't be told you should be leaving. And it's completely inappropriate for the employer to suggest that to you. It's one thing for the employer to ask, hey, what are your plans? Are you planning on retiring? We need to know so that uh, we can make sure the business is running. But once you answer that question, uh, the employer can't push you, can try to convince you it's harassment, it's potentially a human rights violation. So uh, I'm going to be working with him. I'm going to be getting him the compensation that he's owed. And really, he deserved better after the years that he put in with the company. He deserved better than being pushed towards a retirement you that bet. he didn't want. 
and hopefully that means now that uh, he'll, he will have some closure. We will get some uh, compensation for him, and he'll be able to move on, John. 870-6400-STAR-640 on sale, the number to call in here tonight. What else you got going on? So second matter I'll tell you about. Actually, I got a few calls this week. I don't know what it was, something in the water maybe, uh, from a number of truck drivers. And with all of them, the real issue was the same, which is whether they're in the eyes of the law, employees or independent contractors. Uh, and, and, you know, in all these matters, there were situations where they worked for one company, uh, used the company's uh, truck mm-hmm. and, you know, took direction from the company and worked only for one company, but they were considered independent contractors. Uh, and, and in some situations, they were let go. Other situations, there were just issues with respect to compensation. But ultimately, I think, John, this is a very common issue with truck drivers. It's not just with truck drivers, but it's especially common with truck drivers that are being considered independent contractors when they're really not. Uh, and remember, to be an independent contractor, you have to be in business for yourself. You're not working just for one company. You're working for many companies. Uh, you have your own tools, your own, your own vehicle. So oftentimes, I want our, our, our truck drivers out there listening to know in many cases, most cases, you probably are employees in the eyes of the law, which means you have the rights of employees. Specifically, if you are let go, you're going to be owed full severance. A lot of our listeners out there will find themselves in situations where they're on paper independent contractors or consultants or on contract, where really they are employees. So don't uh, don't be fooled by the name. The title, the name doesn't mean anything what we always look at is the reality on the ground. Do you have a job? If you have a job, you're probably an employee, which means you have the right of an employee. And when you're in doubt, if you're doubting, you're an employee, right? <laughs> yeah. If you have any doubt whether really you're an employee or an independent contractor, as you just said, Johnny, yeah, you're an employee. Someone that's an independent contractor does not, does not doubt it. Uh, you know, the electrician that's going to come fix your electrical problem mm-hmm. is an independent contractor. He's not doubting whether he's your employee. If you're doubting it, you're probably an employee. Rob, we'll get you in here before a uh, quick break. How are you? Not bad, gentlemen. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's your concern tonight? Long-time listener. I wanted to say I love the show first. Thanks, man. Uh, not too bad. I, I Listen, I've recently have, uh, requested a parental leave for my employment. My wife is off on maternity. I have two children, one three and one four months of age. Uh, but my wife's company is utilizing this time when she's off to give her some training because she's going to get some advancement when she returns. So I requested a uh, parental leave for my employer for a month period of time. And at first they came back and they gave me the approval on it, had me sign some forms. But then the following day when I came back in the office, they basically told me that after investigating further, because I'm not going to be collecting unemployment during the time that I'm off, that it can't be classified as a parental leave. And it's got to be a leave of absence. And they're forcing me to take all my vacation time hmm. first. So basically, I was why won't you be getting EI, Rob? Pardon me? Why won't you be getting employment insurance? I'm just going to be off. Well, my wife will actually be probably be compensated from her company, and it's only a 30-day yeah. period. Um, so, again, it's not something I wanted to take off and then apply for unemployment and then wait for the waiting okay. period. So, so, so let me make it very clear, Rob. It's not up to them to decide whether you can take it. It's not up to them to approve it or disapprove it. You have a right to take that leave at law, by law. So uh, it's silly for them to, to say, well, we're going to think about it and decide, and, and yes, we are, no, we're not. Uh, so here's what I can do for you if you want me to. Uh, I can send a, a quick letter to them, and I assure you when, with that quick letter, they'll, they'll realize their error, 
They'll realize that you have a right to take that parental leave and they'll let you take it. Uh, it's in the Employment Standards Act. They ha and, and by the way, it's irrespective of whether you want to get EI. I mean, you should get EI, but if you don't want it, I'll leave it to you. They have to give you time off work, what we call a protected leave, meaning that you have your job waiting for you. You can take it for longer than a month, but whatever. So if, if what they've done is, is a violation of the Employment Standards Act, potentially a violation of the Human Rights Code, if you'd like my help, it would be very, very easy to get this fixed. Okay, so they can't force me to take my vacation time first and then ask me to apply for a two-week leave of absence after that? Absolutely not. Of course not. You're, you're entitled to take a, a – now, again, are we talking about a – you're not going to get paid by them, but they're allowed to no. – or they're required to give you an unpaid leave of absence as, as a parental leave. Absolutely. Excellent. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, Rob. Moving forward, uh, 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of your. And if you want to call in, talk to the show. We'll get to your phone calls after a short break. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640. Tonight, uh, taking your phone calls, and we'll get to uh, Sean right away. Sean, good evening. How are you? Hi, Tim. I'm taking my call. No worries. Um, and my, my question, uh, I used to work for a uh, courier company. Uh, and I, I made a uh, motor vehicle accident. I, I didn't go to work for six months. Then I started working, they cut my hours, and finally they let me go. And, I, and now I'm working for a ride-sharing company, Uber, and uh, they don't have any contract or anything like that. What's my status with the ride-sharing company? And uh, do I have any uh, legal, uh, legally I can sue my com uh, old company where I worked for 10 years? As a courier driver. Now, uh, Sean, when when they let you go, the courier company, did they give you or did they pay you any severance? No, they didn't pay any severance because they said uh, you you didn't come to work and they, you know, just they put something something else and you know, I, I, was, so, okay. I was unable to go to work because of my motor vehicle accident. So first of all, let's talk about the courier company. Uh, that that's the the the, the interesting part. Uh, first of all. Uh, after working there for 10 years, there's not going to be a doubt in my mind that you would have been considered in the eyes of the law to be an employee. That means that after 10 years, they owe you severance. And the fact that they let you go, maybe because you, you, you missed work because of an injury, that could be a human rights violation. If you're injured, you're off work, and that's why they let you go, that's illegal. That's a human rights violation. So, yes, you are entitled to compensation from that career company. So what I want you to do, Sean, I want you to give me a call as soon as possible tomorrow morning at the office. John will give you the number here mm -hmm. before we're done. And I want you to, to I want to talk to you and I want to get some more information. And let's figure out how we get that compensation from the career company. Now, as relates to Uber, uh, this matters right now before the courts in terms of deciding whether Uber drivers are employees or independent contractors. I say that Uber drivers are, should be or are and should be employees. The court is going to have to decide that in the next uh, few months and stay tuned. For now, uh, we're in the hands of the court. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. That number, one 821 5900 Before we move into our topic, more of the phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. By the way, let's get into the severance pay calculator. Good job. Thank you, John. And for someone like, like Sean, for anyone that lost their job and you want to know how much you're owed, uh, there's three factors that go into that. That's your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So I created a tool, the severance calculator, that allows anyone to find out right now 
immediately how much you are owed if you lost your job, if you think you're losing your job, or if you're just curious. So you go to severancepaycalculator.com and you input those pieces of information, age, position, length of employment, and you're done. It's going to tell you how many months pay you are owed, whether that's one month, 24 months, 16 months, whatever, anything in between. So you go to severancepaycalculator.com, find out, make it the very first place you go to if you lost your job. It's free, anonymous, extremely easy to use, and I promise you, when you use it, the number that you get there, not only is it accurate, it's going to surprise you. You're going to think it's something else, and you're going to see that number, you're going to think, oh gosh, is this right? Is this real? Yes, it is real. You have to keep that in mind. Now you know what you're owed if you lost your job. Let's talk about uh, more misconceptions with respect to severance. That's what we're going to get through tonight in between the phone calls. It is up to the company, mind you, to decide how much severance an employee is owed. Nice try. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some, some additional misconceptions here, some things that people believe are true when it comes to severance, where in fact they're not true at all. So we're going to try to uh, clear up these misconceptions. And one of them, probably uh, one of the main ones, a lot of people believe, well, it's up to the company to offer me severance. It's up to the company to decide how much severance uh, I'm owed. Maybe it's up to the company to decide how much over the minimums I'm owed. That is wrong. In fact, it couldn't be further from the truth. The company doesn't decide how much severance you're owed. In fact, the company doesn't have any say in the matter. The law decides that. And as I said, your entitlements to severance are based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. It doesn't matter what your employer wants to pay you or thinks they should have to pay you. The law decides that based on precedent, based on court decisions over the past 150 years. So that's what your entitlements are based on. So if you lose your job and your employer offers you a certain amount of severance, it doesn't matter that that's what they think you should be getting. It's your job to make sure you get what you're owed. It's not your employer's job to, uh, to, to provide you that information uh, if you're not seeking it out. So severancepaycalculator.com, you call me at the office, call another employment lawyer, don't just accept any severance. It's Wednesday evening. Yeah, call that number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Would love to talk to you. Don't be bashful. Answer your questions. Joel, good evening. Howdy. Good, Joel. What's going on? Uh, I was just let go at my job. I've been employed for a year and 10 months. Uh, I've recently had a kid, and I think they caught wind that I was going to ask for paternity leave for a month. And uh, I came into work to a termination letter. Uh, from the head of HR and the chef. I'm a sous chef there. Okay, and uh, did they uh, did they offer you any severance, Joel? They did. What did they offer? Two weeks severance. Two weeks. And so you were a sous chef at a restaurant. How old are you, Joel? I am 32. So someone in your situation would be owed up to three months' pay, all right? So okay. so uh, it, it's not even close at two weeks. What, what were you earning? What was your salary? Uh, 48000 Okay. Well, there you go. So that, we're talking about a significant amount of compensation here, the, the difference. Now, the other thing, though, uh, it's uh, if, in fact, you're right that they let you go because you were uh, about to take a parental leave, that's also, as I, I said to a previous caller, mm-hmm. that's illegal. That's a human rights violation. So no, I, I want to talk to you a bit. Sure, What's that? I just I, They didn't give me a reason why right. they were terminating me, but I have a feeling that's that's why. And, you know, you're right, that, that may be difficult to establish, but at a minimum, I can tell you that on, on the severance front, irrespective, even if the reason is legitimate, doesn't matter, 
bureau.severance. So I want to talk to you off air. Let's get you that. You know, if, if you're, you know, you have another mouth to feed right now, congratulations. Then, uh, then obviously money is important. So you need to make sure that you get what you're owed. You've been wrongfully dismissed in the sense that two weeks is a lot less than what you're owed. Give me okay. a call. Let's talk about it and let's make sure we get you the severance that you're owed. Perfect. Will do. Thanks, Joel. That number, one 821 5900 And email as well, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. It's, can, can he go in there and ask, you know, why are you firing me? Will they, would they ever fess up? Yeah, I mean, most employers would know, I think, enough right. to say that, uh, well, at least not to incriminate themselves right. by saying, well, you know, we, we don't like uh, parental leave, so we fired you because of that. Most employers either would say, uh, would give a, a false reason if that was a reason, or they would simply say, we're not going to tell you. And an employer is not required to tell an employee why they're being let go. They're, in fact, most of the time, the reason doesn't matter as long as the reason is not discriminatory. Right. So if they let Joel go because they think they can hire someone that and pay that person less money, well, that's not very nice, but that's legal. Uh, it's probably going to be difficult to establish that they're letting go because of parental leave. But John, John other way, he's owed a severance. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is that number. Alec, good evening. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? No, I'm good. Well, what's your concern? Well, my wife was uh, actually fired today. And um, I'm just wondering what her, I guess, rights are. She's been there a year and a half. She works in okay. an orthodontist. The reasoning he had given her was a dentist was no longer referring patients to her office due to her. She's the receptionist. And if he doesn't fire her, they're not going to send any patients over. Hmm. So she's never been warned about anything like that. Um, right. She's, she's super nice on the phone. Like they say they record phone calls, but I'm not sure if it's actually happening or not. So, Alec, here's here's where this uh, this is at, in the sense that they they're allowed to let her go for pretty much any reason as long as severance is paid. So they may not have a good reason, or maybe the reason that they gave is not the real reason, and there's something else. Maybe the orthodontist wanted to hire his friend to do your wife's job. Now that's yeah. not fair and not nice, but legally, the orthodontist can do that as long as they the severance is paid to your wife. Uh, okay. what, what, what was she offered by way of severance? She hasn't received any offer. Like she's not even sure if she's going to be offered it. She, she doesn't know if she should ask for it. Um, well, well, she's owed severance and, and you know, if, if you can, you go now to the severance calculator, severancepaycalculator.com, you find out how much she's owed. So what I want you to do or what I want her to do yeah. is to give me a call in the office and, and because she's owed severance and potentially after a year and whatever it is she's worked there, she could be owed as much as three months pay. So it's nothing to scoff at. It's significant money. So let's talk about it. Let's make sure she gets what she's owed. Definitely. And that's why I'm calling because I figure why let him get away with it? Like it was totally out of the blue. I'm pretty sure she he's hiring one of his assistant's friends. Yep. And he actually had her in the office yesterday and saying, oh, no, no, it's not like that, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, she's joking with another friend of hers in the office saying, oh, that's my replacement, that's my replacement. Next thing right. you know, it is her replacement today. Hmm. Well, you know, that's not very nice uh, at all. So let's and make I sure that... I don't think that... he should be getting away with uh, 
and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't give her any severance if if she didn't uh, get in touch with someone. Well, have her give me a call. We'll make sure she gets it, Alec. Again, that number is one 821 5900 You want to call on the show tonight. you got lots of time, uh, just under half an hour, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. That is the number you want to use to talk to Lior right till 8 o'clock. Tom, good evening. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure, go ahead. Um, I'm in construction. I get paid hourly. I've been working for a company for a number of years. Um, but I get incentives for finishing jobs early. Um, and I haven't been receiving vacation pay on that money. And I wondered if I should be uh, saying I, I deserve to be paid vacation pay on the, the extra money I get paid. Yeah, it's a good question. And the answer is yes, you should. Uh, th- that, that is considered income for the purpose of, of calculating vacation pay. So yeah, you absolutely should get that vacation pay. So I would talk to your employer about that. If they won't pay it, what I would suggest at that point is you, you can appeal or you could go to the Ministry of Labor and, and file an, a complaint with them and have them come in and make that determination. When it comes to vacation pay, that's one of the few things that it is appropriate to talk to the Ministry of Labor about. So, uh, yes, I, that's my recommendation here because you're owed vacation pay, Tom. Okay, thank you. Thanks, pal. Thanks, we Tom. appreciate that. Got uh, Trevor on the line. Hey, Trevor, go ahead. Hey guys, uh, just wanted to say I love your show. Thanks. Uh, you know, there are lots of folks out there getting taken advantage of, so you guys Excellent. are a good service. Beautiful. Um, Thank my, you. My question is, uh, I've, I'm an, an employee for four years at a large corporation. Uh, I recently applied and got um, an internal uh, position, so I've moved around in the same company, um, and I had to go through a, uh, a three-month probationary period for that that new uh, that new position. Um, if I were to be let go at this point, um, would I get severance based on the four years or, or just the time uh, that I've spent in my uh, current role? Now, Trevor, when you took this new position, did you have to sign a new employment agreement? Yes. So I would want to see what that employment agreement does because, l- let's make it clear, y- your severance is going to be based on your total service, so you're not losing service, but okay. it's quite possible the one of the things that employment agreement did, the one you signed, is it could have limited the amount of severance. So, so let's say you're a, a four-year employee. It could have said that you only get a, a year, uh, sorry, a week's pay for every year, so you get four weeks. Whereas otherwise, if you were let go now, you could be getting six months, seven months uh, pay. So, you know, for your peace of mind, if you want to know how much severance you'd be owed, I'd want to see that employment agreement. Either way, your full service will count. But how much severance you'd get may be uh, affected by that employment agreement. Does it matter that I move from a non-management position to a management position? No. Well, it doesn't matter. Well, it matters in the fact that if the employment agreement doesn't limit you, you, you get more severance if they let you go because a manager generally would get more severance than a non-manager. But uh, again, if the employment agreement limits you, that's a problem. So, you know, a bad employment agreement that limits you could actually cost you tens of thousands of dollars. So, you know, I think it's important enough so for you to have that peace of mind, let me see that agreement, send that over to me by email if you can, and I can tell you within two minutes whether it does limit you and if it does how much, and so that you know uh, going forward. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I appreciate that, uh, Trevor. That email is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We will uh, squeeze you in, John, before we uh, go to a break. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? We're excellent. Uh, you got a concern. Go ahead. 
Yes, um, I bought a business a year ago. Um, it has a union. It's been losing money since I bought it, and I haven't been taking a salary. I had hoped the union would be reasonable, but they're looking for 3% raises over three years, um, and we just don't have the money. I'm not sure what uh, what to do. This is the first time I've ever dealt with the union. I'm not sure what to do. I feel like they're just being bullies, to be honest. So, so you're at the you're at the collective bargaining stage right now. The the agreement is expired, and you're bargaining with them. That's right. Yes, we've had a meeting, and I I brought the financials and showed them the situation. They don't care. Um, we have a mediator coming up at some point right. uh, to have the next meeting, and uh, I just wondered if there's um, you know, you know what I mean. I, I would think that the security of their jobs and things like that, there would be um, some leniency when the company is losing money for you know a year or two at least. So, so remember, the union's job is to get the best possible deal for its members. So the fact that they're asking for this particular pay raise doesn't necessarily mean that it's a, a deal breaker for them. It's a negotiating tactic more often than not. Here's the thing. Oftentimes, if the union is going to be faced with a situation where it's, you, know, you accept what the company is offering or you can feel free to go on strike, they're not going to go on strike because their employees can't afford to go on strike. Their employees want to continue working. So it's probably a negotiation tactic. As, as a practical matter, John, if you can't afford to pay what they are asking for, you can't pay it. And it is what it is. In fact, you'd be better off them going on strike than paying uh, what, what, uh, what you can't uh, afford because then you're guaranteed going out of business. So. Yeah. Oftentimes, it's a good idea to have a negotiator there uh, on, on your behalf at a bargaining table. That aside, it's a good idea that you're doing the mediation. The mediator can hopefully help uh, talk some sense into them. But yeah. to me, John, this is just a negotiating tactic. Well, in our case, the industry we're in, um, they are not allowed to go on strike. We're ah, in the okay. healthcare industry. So, Got it. Okay. Um, at some point, I guess we would go to arbitration if we can't come up with some sort of an agreement in mediation. But you're thinking yep. primarily they're playing hardball. It's just part of their business. They are playing hardball. Because an arbitration mm -hmm. like that, if your numbers are what they are, the, the arbitrator is not going to put you out of business. So, so that's not going to play out favorably for the union. But if you're in the healthcare business and you're going to go in front of an arbitrator, you absolutely have to have representation. For you to go on in there on your own without a representation, it would be a horrible idea. Uh, yeah, if you'd would, like yeah, help there, you, you give me. Yeah, it would be completely silly. Give me a call. Uh, a lot of what I do is collective bargaining, uh, and uh, you should not ever go in front of an arbitrator without representation. Horrible idea. John, here is that number, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900 or Lior, L-I-O-R at employmenthour.com. That is the number to call or email Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. If you haven't checked it out, you want to know what your severance pay should be, the correct amount, the correct number, severancepaycalculator.com. We'll uh, get to some phone calls here in a moment as we uh, we line them up. We'll get to more of our points here tonight. The topic was even more misconceptions with respect to severance. Another one on the list, brother, is uh, different size companies have different severance obligations. Yeah, and that, that is a very common misconception, especially here in Ontario. The people believe that uh, the size of the, comp size of the company's payroll affects the amount of severance. Uh, so people believe a big company pays more severance than a little company. That is a misconception, John. That is completely wrong. It's not even close to being true. So let's, let's break this down. Uh, the size of the company. The size of the company's payroll is irrelevant. So you get the same amount of severance whether you work for a company with two employees or 200 employees. Remember, the amount of severance that you owed is based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. 
not the size of the company's payroll. Now, where does this misconception come from? Well, the minimum amount of severance may in fact hinge on the size of the company. So your minimum amount of severance may be different, whether company or small company. So let's forget about that. It doesn't really matter because your full severance, your full termination entitlements have absolutely nothing to do with the size of the company. So don't be fooled by it. Uh, you still get the full amount of severance if you're uh, for a small mom and pop shop. Uh, don't believe anything else. We're talking about the misconceptions with respect to severance. Another one is you get severance only if you did nothing wrong. Yeah, a lot of people think that, well, I was let go because I did something wrong. And yeah, I did it. So I guess I'm not owed severance. Yeah. No, that is not the case. The only time you can be let go without severance is if the company has what we call cause to let you go, a termination for cause. Now, that means a lot more than doing something wrong. You would have had to do a lot of things wrong for there to be cause. It's a very high standard. It's like the death penalty. It's reserved for the worst offenders. So maybe you screwed up and you did something you weren't supposed to. You, you dropped the ball on something and you were let go. That does not mean there's cause. That does not mean you don't get severed. Now, if you were warned several times and you keep making huge errors and uh, the company uh, told you you're going to lose your job if this keeps going on, maybe at some point the company can let you go for cause. But so many times, John, and we've seen this on the show many, many times, the company pulls the trigger well before it should, uh, which makes it a wrongful dismissal. So if you lost your job, even if you did something wrong, chances are you're owed full seven. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Justin, welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, good. How are you? Good. What's your concern? Yeah, it's nice uh, listening to your show first thing because it's it's more educative. Um, and my concern is there is a national occupation code which is operated by the Ministry of uh, the Federal Government Ministry of uh, HRDC. And unfortunately, there is another code which is for the minimum wages, which is operated by the Ontario Labor uh, Ontario Labor Ministry. So. My question to you is, does the employer needs to abide by the professional minimum pay, which is operated by HRDC, or the employer should go, the employer have a right to go with the minimum wages uh, pay, which is operated by the Ministry of Ontario? So uh, which statute are you referring to? What, what exactly? I, I didn't hear. I, uh, it is the NAC code, which is National Occupation Classification Code. It has its own minimum pay. That means every profession, for example, teaching has to have this sort of minimum pay. The plumber has to have this sort of minimum pay, uh, which is operated by the... Okay. So, so a provincially regulated employer would, uh, would, be, uh, would apply provincial laws. So an, an employer never has a much to pay someone. Uh, that, that's never the case. So minimum wage laws apply uh, for provincially regulated employers, the Employment Standards Act in Ontario, federally regulated employers, it's the, uh, the, the Canada Labor Code. Uh, an employer never has a choice between which statute to go to. Uh, it, it's always one or the other. We'll take a, a short break, my friend. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sales, the number you want to call to talk to Lior. It's about 8 o'clock tonight on the Wednesday night edition. Reminder, we're back on Monday nights as well at 7 o'clock and the weekend show as well. More of the Employment Hour coming right up. Talk Radio, AM 640. Getting your uh, phone calls in, answering your questions. Steve, good evening. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Excellent. What's your concern? Uh, worked as a warehouse manager for a company in town. Uh, my wife and I decided that we were going to move about three hours away. Uh, in the 
haven't sold the house or anything yet, but the um, there was a position that came up in a branch where we were moving to. Put my name in the hat for the position, didn't get the position, and uh, now the company has said that because I would ultimately be giving notice anyways, they terminated me and gave me two weeks' notice. Hmm. Now, what, what was your plan there? Were you going to continue working and commuting? What, what, what were you planning on doing? Ultimately, I was going to, to hand in my resignation, but... Um, there was no time frame on that. I was willing to couch surf here until I, uh, until they were set up and and you know a new manager was hired, my replacement, and could carry on for there. And how long have you worked there for? A year. A year. Okay. So first of all, they they don't get a break on severance just because at some point you are going to uh, quit anyway. No nonsense. Not even close. And two weeks is more than your road. Uh, oh, sorry, it's less than your road. You wrote a lot more than that. So you, warehouse manager for a year, and how old are you? 45. Someone in your situation would be entitled to right around four months' compensation, and even, it could be even as much as five or, or six in some situations. So, uh, yeah, this is a wrongful dismissal. They don't get a break because at some point you were going to leave. So I want you to give me a call. I want us to talk about it off air so that I can get some more information, see a copy of any employment agreement that you may have signed, and then I'll go out and, and, and get you the severance that you're owed. Perfect. All right. Thank you, Steve. That number, one 821 5900 to get a hold of your call tomorrow for sure. Got to Mike on line. Hey, Mike. Hey. What's going on? I just uh, wanted to know if uh, if the wife's a bookkeeper for a construction company, is she exempt from uh, severance if they're going to close it down? So no one is exempt from severance. Uh, there's a misconception that construction employees don't get severance. No, that's wrong. So she gets severance 100% based on her age, position, and length of employment. Not only her, but her colleagues, unless they're part of a union, uh, would get severance as well. So yes, the answer is she absolutely gets severance. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. Where does that misconception come from all the time, Lior? We hear it well, all the it time. It comes from the Employment Standards Act, John, because under the Employment Standards Act, employees that are in construction don't have minimum entitlements with respect to termination uh, and, and severance. But their full entitlements, what we call their common law entitlements, are the same. It doesn't matter if you're working for a construction company or you're working for an accounting company. You get severance, the same amount of severance based on your age, position, and length of employment. So it's a misconception based on incorrect or incomplete information that's provided by the Ministry of Labor. Uh, And and I'm glad that uh, Mike called because uh, his wife and her colleagues are all going to be able to sever, uh, severance if they lose their job. And it's one of those things, it's one of the rare things that you uh, you know you can call the uh, Ministry of Labor for is overtime and stuff like that. But when it comes to severance, we keep reiterating each and every week, do not call the Ministry of Labor, right? Overtime, vacation pay, sure, hours right. of work. Yeah, you can call the Ministry of Labor. Do not, cannot, should not ever call the Ministry of Labor when it comes to severance and termination entitlements. The, the information they provide you is only a fraction of what the full picture is. It's misleading and inaccurate. You should never do that. You get proper legal advice. You go to the severance calculator, find out exactly what you're owed fully and properly. Again, severancepaycalculator.com is that website. Very easy. And something else we should talk about as well uh, as we wrap it up here, uh, terminationquestions.com. If you have a question you didn't get asked on the radio tonight or you're a little bashful, you can go there, ask your question. Lior answers them himself. He'll get back to you, and the information is at uh, your fingertips. Until next time. 
On the weekend, and again, Monday at 7 o'clock, we do this all over again. The number one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior. Email Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And we've talked about it several times, the severance pay calculator. Find out what that severance really should be, severancepaycalculator.com. This has been the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM640.